Hello everyone. Welcome to Art Town podcast series or ATPS as we like to call it. Every week on Friday we feature art and design professionals who take us through their journey in this fascinating world of art. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Spotify and with that let's continue with the show and dive deep into the ocean of art. Fashion is often restricted to ramp shows and runways. But the thing that most of us miss out on is what happens behind the curtains of those glamorous shows. Hence today, we will try to bring the spotlight to the other side of the fashion industry. For that, we have with us Saikant Mitra who broke all the stereotypes to enter the field of fashion. He is a fashion designer graduate and holds a master degree in strategic fashion marketing from the prestigious University of Art in London. He went on to work with famous brands like Marks and Spencer's, Fila, and is currently working as the creative director for fashion statement brand Van Houten India. So let's dive into our conversation and explore the lesser known part of the world of fashion. Hello sir, it's our pleasure to have you today. Before we dive into our actual conversation uh, about fashion, uh, let I just want to ask you how are you and how had the year 2020 treated you? Yeah, uh, I think 2020 has been an unprecedented year. In fact, for all across the world, I think this is the first time humanity in one you know in one shot was affected by one single thing. But I think the enormity of it was quite huge. But uh, uh, while it was uh, terrifying at times, it was also humbling, and it also got all of us deep to look deep down into ourselves. Yeah. So in one year, I think there has been a huge transformation for all of us as human beings, uh, as consumers, as designers, as thinkers, and I think hopefully it has all got us closer to our inner core. and ready for what 2021 brings for us yeah need to know that i hope that 2021 brings laurels to everyone and uh, just it starts with a positive note so yeah. um uh, how did you get into the field of fashion at the first place um, considering that fashion industry is not uh, a very popular career choice in india when you started Yeah, I think uh, in fact today still fashion is an established career choice. But when I was starting off uh, in the late 90s, at that time, uh, you know, starting off in a small town of Chennai, uh, there was not much uh, you know understanding or knowledge about industries like this. At that time, uh, all of us were preparing for engineering or some some wanted to become doctors, but mainly uh, you know looking at a very technical field. So during that time. Uh, I definitely had a huge uh, leaning towards creative uh, interest. So I used to be doing a bit of sketching, collages, and cartooning at that time. But uh, never knew that there could be a way out for this. I used to also code, and in, in those days, I used to think maybe I can do some gaming or maybe I can do some animation. But there was very little knowledge in small town like Bengaluru. So in fact, this was through uh, referral or word of mouth that I came to know about this, and if the exams and got through. and it was uh, it was quite interesting but at the same time quite daunting i did not know how it works but uh, uh, eventually it it worked out well for us and again like i said coming from a small town people uh, had their own aspirations people 
that people would ask like uh, you know what are you doing why are you leaving so they will you know get the name choices and then going to the chairs but uh, with the support of parents and my own personal conviction to try out creative uh, pursuits that we have and i'm very happy about that you have done masters in strategic fashion marketing then So tell us briefly about what this means exactly and what comes out of candidate. Uh, so uh, I mean, first time, uh, this is why uh, I did my fashion design from MIT uh, in India, yeah. and then uh, after working for a couple of years, and that uh, you know, apart from the design part of it, I also enjoyed uh, the way uh, design was used on a larger commercial scale uh, through the. two brands and this is when i realized i loved the whole process of getting uh, sort of brand to life to the to the product uh, even that there were not many uh, sort of courses in india in this area so i went to do my master in strategy and fashion marketing from london college of fashion in the year 2004 uh, this course uh, you know gave us a very very good wide eye view of the whole uh, Uh, different processes that go into marketing brands, and uh, so it, it started off with communication. It, there was also study on retailing and its operations, uh, marketing communications, and uh, uh, brand management, and a couple of uh, ethics and even uh, sustainable conversations. So all in all, it was about how do we get an idea, uh, you know, how do we sort of look at uh, nurturing a brand from. uh it concept to final consumer so uh so we have seen you in fashion nights and ram shows and we have also seen you at the back end of it like uh managing the business around fashion as well so what is the difference uh in these two worlds because what normal people can see is just the fashion shows and the ram shows that uh, usually happen in the fashion industry yeah so uh in fact uh, you know both Uh, you know the fashion show is, has been central to the fashion industry for a very very long time this is an avenue where designers used to uh, reveal or launch their collections to the consumers uh, earlier this used to be a very very high impactful event uh, today there are many other opportunities beyond fashion shows so we digital yeah. media is quite big plus we do a lot of campaigns which are uh, you know uh, a lot of large communication campaigns which are there across all women that are taken to the consumer but the uh, overall fashion shows still are uh, used very much with the uh, designer uh, brand at the moment uh, so while there is a different glamour on that part of it i think for larger commercial businesses and large brands which have huge stores uh, we do have uh, additional methods of communication we use uh but digital merchandising uh, a lot and and this has to do with the space planning designing how merchandise is put together in the store and uh, you know doing the window uh, the window dressing and the mannequins uh, putting it together so that we make everything attractive for the consumer to walk in and tell our stories so this, these are there are many many other ways that we are doing even social media today allows a huge amount uh, you know gives us a massive lever to communicate so i would say fashion shows when they were there a lot of marketing of fashion will be, will be beyond the fashion show too 
Yeah, so uh, you have made it very clear for us that uh, fashion is just not, not restricted uh, to more than So what are the other things uh, that are open for creative people to, uh, in the field of fashion? Yeah, I think beyond, once you start looking beyond the glitz and glamour of the ramp, I mean, there is a lot of hard work which is actually put in by everybody, uh, you know, to get mm-hmm. connections from the concepts to the consumers. And uh, so, so just uh, beyond being a designer, there are many other roles. I mean, if you if you would like to stay within the aesthetic uh, realm, then we have uh, we have designers, we we have lots of illustrators, uh, stylists. We have people who are actually doing product development, uh, where you take uh, you sort of blend uh, technical thoughts and ensure that you get the, the product done up. There are also, the, there are also uh, professionals who specialize in uh, accessories or different parts, uh, you know, of different product categories. So beyond those, also there is quite a few other designing going on. Textile is a very, very large part of this. And then you have people who work within, uh, let's say, the communications part of it. So when you look at communications, we have influencers, yeah. bloggers, and content producers. Uh, who are working very, very successfully in this field. Visual merchandising is a very large, uh, you know, field specifically for retail uh, companies and brands, uh, where they are, where they use the space designing. They, like I said, I talked about window designing, and so a lot of that is uh, happening. Uh, I see in the future people will, be, there will be virtual avatar designers. There will be, there will be AR, VR driven ideas. So a lot of that will also come in within this uh, in terms of uh, careers. Uh, if you're going beyond, let's say, uh, just the aesthetic, and then you go into uh, the technical side of things, there is there is production roles which are there, and technologists who actually take, ensure that whatever the designer is designing, it gets made in the right size, right fit, and the right technical products. You have people also who are merchandisers, and then you have buyers. Uh, both uh, are very critical in ensuring that the concept that that has been visualized by the designer is uh, finally and you know landing in the consumers in front of the consumers. So, yeah. so a lot of that will work. Um, and uh, apart from this, of course, there are support industries for the design piece. But I think these are the ones which are the key ones that you can look at. Thank you, sir. That was very insightful. And looking at your career till now, you have had an extensive career in this industry. And you have worked for some very, very renowned brands like Marks & Spencer, Silla, and even Van Uzen. So can you tell us more about what kind of work is uh, work do you do in uh, such brands? So I think you rightly mentioned a couple of uh, different brands. Uh, uh, I'll start with Marks & Spencer. Marks & Spencer, this was in the year uh, around 2005, six, and I think this was a time when MNS was restructuring uh, its, its approach to designing and uh, the merchandise. Uh, I was brought in to differentiate handwriting between the different ranges that we had and also to create signature styling uh, to, to, to work on. So this was, uh, during that time, uh, I was working with men's shirts, ties, and the tailoring division. And uh, so my role mainly worked around print spotting, uh, designing uh, ranges, and then working closely with the buyers and ensuring that we had the right range on the, on the floor. 
So now this was more or less uh, a design uh, driven uh, piece. Uh, then moving on to Fila, this was uh, this was around 2010-11, and uh, I, again this this was here I was working as a product manager. So the role was beyond uh, design. So I had the design team working with me, and uh, so the idea here used to be basically looking at the sales and ensuring that we get all the right uh, products in, identifying the gaps, trying to get new products made, uh, working with the designers and, and ensuring that the collections that they are actually uh, creating, uh, you know, we are, we are able to get the right samples, you know, getting the whole uh, collections made for salesmen to go out and send, uh, getting shoots done up, the catalogs done, and then finally ensuring that once the orders are there, uh, ensuring that we, uh, you know, these get made. So all in all, this was uh, uh, this had a bit more of technical, and also it had a commercial angle to it beyond the creative aspect of it. Uh, as a brand, uh, Fila, uh, 2011, it were it had just completed 100 years. So I had worked, and then, you know, while in 2011 I had worked uh, to launch Fila, uh, 100 100 years collection at the Bell and Berlin. So this was quite an interesting uh, collection. So I think a lot of Fila at that time we were working with uh, uh, European manufacturers and also some Chinese and Indian manufacturers. So ensuring that all this got smoothly done up in the right time uh, mm -hmm. as per the critical calendar was my main role. And uh, then uh, moving on to Van Heusen. Van Heusen has had a very unique uh, history. I've been with the brand from 2000 to 2003. And during that time, uh, uh, you know, the main key role was, uh, you know, ensuring design, uh, the designing for, uh, you know, creating some excitement around the brand. At that time, uh, you know, we moved the brand up from just a shirt and, uh, shirt, you know, mainly a predominantly a shirt brand. We moved it into a complete lifestyle wardrobe brand by the time I had left. Uh, we've increased from shirts to t-shirts, suits, accessories, and, uh, uh, you know, all over, we created a couple of uh, new categories. We, you know, at that time, also delivered uh, a premium line called Worldware, and created some work for uh, casual brands uh, at that time. And, and now, coming back to 2017, when I came back to the brand, uh, this was when the brand had moved ahead from where it was, and uh, now we had different challenges. And today, uh, in, in the last three years, I would say we've worked on the brand and bring it back into. Uh, being a leading voice for professional fashion. Uh, during these last three years, uh, a huge amount of work was done in uh, increasing women's wear, uh, play within the brand, and uh, getting casual casual handwriting into the brand. So it's a very, very large brand. Uh, we are usually working within categories and uh, trying to uh, increase the sub-brand play. Apart from that, uh, in the last Three years, we've also moved our communications massively into the online space, working with the YouTube and the Instagram. So a lot of work has gone around uh, this area to ensure that it remains one of the best exciting brands. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that completely astounding me. And uh, the best part is that you have worked in India and outside, outside India as well. So uh, I guess uh, nearly 14 years you have spent in UK working for Mark and Design Villa, and after that you came back to India and are working with uh, 
management so what is the cultural difference or the difference in the way people work in india and in the us yes so i think uh, as you rightly said uh, you know i've been out i've been uh, in the initial couple of years of my life uh, working in london uh, and i've been very fortunate to see a very organized and a mature retail market uh, so when you look at it from that angle uh, there is a huge focus on design and the ability of design to differentiate between products and uh, stories and ideas within the uh, uk market and uh, also uh, in one way the the processes are very set so compared to uh, india i would say uh, you know most companies have gone through the processes of moving from brand to retail and all all the companies there understand and uh, you know are able to harness the whole design pro- uh, process much better and uh, now if you look at it yeah, they they are able to understand the process much better mm-hmm. uh, from an indian perspective uh, we are in a very exciting stage where uh, retail is growing uh, mm-hmm. you know unlike any in the west so india has of course learned quite a bit from the earlier formats and india is also developing its own formats this is a time when uh, rather than just having only retail we actually end up having retail we have our own e-commerce So there's a lot of hybrid platforms which are there. So the difference is that we are we are of course working in a very dynamic environment. We are working in very faster uh, and uh, shorter lead time cycles uh, versus what the West was used to. And uh, the other thing is uh, we are also able to create uh, unique solutions which are working for the Indian market. Uh, and so these are the main differences I would say. uh one of the other things i see as a huge uh, as a designer and even as a trend spotter is india is a diverse and a very very wide uh, geographical area and it has many nuances in the micro markets uh, which most of them are actually markets on their own the best is if you most it is a homogenized market where uh, everything is very standardized yeah let's hope that indian market keeps growing and offers wide opportunity to everyone uh, yeah, i i think the, the retail story the brand story in indian market has just about started so you will be seeing lots and lots of more growth um, we most of us uh, are actually there's a large part of india which is actually getting introduced to brands for the first time still and uh, i think we we have to see huge growth uh, coming on from those areas and design will definitely have to uh, you know design new ideas new products uh, and in fact indigenously born ideas will also come up to meet those demands so all in all i see a huge future and a bright future for us yes yeah so considering your vast experience i would really like to know your opinion on how trends are created because fashion industry revolves around trends some trend comes up and some sometimes come back from uh, late 90s or even before that so uh, how are these trends revived or created from scratch and what are few uh, things that a designer should keep in mind to create such uh, unique ideas yeah so i think uh, from uh, so trend for me is an aggregation of understanding consumer insights and seeing where opportunities are 
so uh, fashion is a reflection of life and uh, and society in general and how people go about their lives so overall uh, a deep consumer insight uh, is something which leads to a trend the moment it starts getting larger recognition uh, or let's say larger groups are following those uh, those insights or trends uh, it starts catching up and becoming a business opportunity uh fashion as an industry has always looked at trying to maximize uh, you know opportunity because it is so dynamic and and there can be so many variations so people have always tried to hedge risks in the initial days uh, you know there was yarn manufacturers there was uh, you know fabric manufacturer and um, a lot of these people they they would drive the understanding or the idea of what should be made for the next year and uh, that is where trends started being you know you know uh, trends started being made and uh, after that designers would take up the yarns uh, in the fabrics and they then they would give their own spin each designer had their own flavor and uh, based on that new ideas came into the market and based on which idea was growing at that time the mass retailers would pick it up and then maximize it for commercial success So all in all, this was this was what was the trend cycle earlier. Currently, uh, in today's day, with post-fast fashion and uh, with with the digital age, I think trends are uh, you know, if I may say, slightly shorter lived. But at the same time, there are many trends existing at the same time. And uh, so, so today, you are able to actually reach out to even micro niches and uh, address their needs properly. Uh, India is a very diverse market, and there are multiple micro markets within India. So uh, rather than trends, I would say uh, each of these markets can be the micro trends, and all of them can have really successful uh, commercial, uh, for, you know, commercial exploitation and also customer satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, thanks for giving that. One more thing that I want to to ask you was a few things that a designer should keep in mind too. Okay, so as a designer, uh, I've always said, as a designer, there are three uh, three major sort of points which I would look at. One is okay, unique ideas. Uh, one of the things I've always felt the difference between an artist and a designer has been that the artist starts uh, art always starts as an expression, and it is usually individual and therefore unique. Uh, design has always been a, a solution process, mm-hmm. and therefore it is it always starts with a brief it is always starting with a problem so the the possibility to create uniqueness here is usually in, in in the variation or in the style or in the flavor that the designer gets in uh some of them can be created to create, you know uh, some some of them can use different levers to create uniqueness one is of course you are looking at uh, color sensitivities you are looking at pattern sensitivities and uh, also you're looking at usage sensitivities but all in all uh, it should end up uh, meeting the consumer demand and uh, also if possible if the designer can come up with new ways of uh, doing the same old thing that also can create uh, new ways of consuming it and uh, so these these should be kept in mind while uh, working on on a commercial scale most brands has their own uh, tone of voice so sometimes the same problems can be picked up by different brands and uh, designers can help create this unique tone through that filter yeah.
so um, that was very insightful and thanks for giving us that uh, insight uh, one more thing is that the interesting thing about fashion industry is it is never expiring and it is going to perish till humanity exists so uh, what do you think is the future of the world of fashion for us i think 2020 uh, has has been a year uh, you know which is significant in uh, you know deciding how things are going to be done in the future there was massive disruption and uh, while this disruptions took us to a different level of consumer behavior i still think uh, uh, you know there are a couple of uh, you know areas where there will be growth and where the, where we will move one is we are definitely going to see that a lot of uh, technical and uh, uh, digital uh, interfaces coming through in the fashion industry yeah. uh, you know how we buy how we consume how we uh, communicate about fashion uh, i mean if there is going to be huge amount of uh digital adopt, uh, adoption which would have come in uh, we are also going to see many many uh, business models many different ideas which are going to come in through these platforms uh, second we are going to look uh, we will be seeing uh, a huge shift to comfort and personal well being yeah. uh, before uh, 2020 uh, you know there were some really big categories like uh, like work where you know we definitely saw a huge focus in words So today people are uh, at least the last couple of year uh, couple of months people have been working on uh looking at ways to provide comfort and uh, and uh, easy affordability within the uh, within the house while you're working from home in fact there is a new category which calls it a two mile uh, you know wear and what this means is that you are the garment that you're wearing at home you're able to uh, you know go for short uh, and it's around your house so things like this was not that before uh, i also see a huge uh, uh, you know a growth area within the identity uh, using fashion as an identity too so uh, we are all aware that we are in the mix of a globalization and globalization uh, countries most of them are finding their own voices so you will be seeing hybrid models coming up specifically for india i see huge uh, uh, you know business back into the traditional and uh, traditional wear and actually things are rising out of our tradition and and creating a new formula or, or a new way of wearing clothes uh, i also see a huge shift from the west to the eastern like on a global scale so there will be more acceptance of what uh, uh, you know the, the divine language of india comes out so that definitely is a huge plus point and uh, apart from that i also see uh in fact personalization will be quite large uh technology will help but uh, we are going to see uh you know brands marketers uh, all going after many niches in fact possibly extreme niches also creating brands within those, those zones and uh, i think the direct to consumer brand activity will be quite high and uh, in the fashion sector and um, and hopefully uh, you know we see some commercialization of the craft sector so that uh, you know that on its own can be a different language and last but not the least i think uh, sustainability is going to be uh, very very much uh, in the center of all our discussions it will uh, be both manufacturers will think about how to 
uh, you know, sort of ensure that the resources are being used properly, and uh, consumers uh, will start asking questions about how things are made and what impact it, it has on their lives. Uh, the last year has been a year where most of us have questioned uh, our, our impact on the planet and uh, you know the negative effects of it. And I think this, this question will be there for some, quite some time. And most fashion businesses uh, will work very heavily in this area to ensure that they are all living up to the promise. Yeah. So, uh, fashion industry is already, uh, I guess, uh, moving towards it. And it would be really interesting to know what all it brings to us in the future. Um, so, before like concluding, I would like to ask you one thing: Is there any dream project in your mind, or any uh, any dream uh, certain thing that you want to do in your future? Would you like to just share it with share it with us? I think uh, dream projects. I think being a being a designer, being somebody with a sort of a creative vision, uh, I think we end up having many dreams. And uh, in fact, most of our work starts off uh, in some form of a dream anyway. So there are many projects, uh, um, and uh, you know, given the right platform, given the right encouragement behind ecosystem, a lot of them can become big uh, dream projects. But I would like to say that. For me personally, anything which works at the intersection of uh, design, uh, some sort of a tech or a future uh, technology, and sustainability would be a dream project. Uh, and you know, the, the larger the scale uh, of it, and uh, and the more disruptive it is in terms of consumer uh, or, or user interaction, uh, I would be more than happy. So I think we we need this question and that that if, if, if there's something which is uh, called a design digital or sustainable sustainability angle that is doing enough for me. Yeah. So we hope that whatever dream projects that are there in your mind, they they all get satisfied and they all get fulfilled very soon. Uh, so sir, yeah. Uh, any uh, few suggestions that you would like uh, to give? The emerging artists and uh, people who are aspiring to go into the field of fashion. So I think uh, fashion is a very exciting industry, and, and it is also like uh, you know being being a food clothing shelter and security being almost I would say the four basic needs of man. Fashion uh, remains one of uh, you know the core of our existence. Definitely, the, the industry is a, is a huge industry. Uh, also, because uh, everybody wears and thinks differently, so this is also a very diverse and a very dynamic and active industry. So, uh, you know, welcome all thinkers, uh, thinkers, doers, believers, and dreamers into the industry. And uh, I would just say that before, uh, you know, for people who are just coming in, in into the industry, uh, you know, a couple of pillars for yourself. Uh, the first, I would say that there should be a passion and interest for the industry. Uh, this is very important because this has to go beyond the glitz and glamour uh, that you see on the ramp or on the TV or on the screen. Uh, because there's a lot of hard work which goes on to ensure that the design from concept to the uh, consumer and or on the retail floor. Uh, so there's a lot of hard work there. And so if, when there is genuine interest and passion for the industry, you'll be able to go long working hours to get that done. Uh, second, I would say uh, having technical knowledge. 
uh, while uh, visual aesthetic is a given, uh, you know, if you are not comfortable with visual aesthetic or aesthetical uh, decisions, uh, this may not be the right place. But uh, once you have, once you once you cross that, uh, the ability to understand the product, the ability to understand how it is made, you know, how how do the contents come from? Uh, you know, where can we do it? How can we move things around? So those are very, very important questions, and they, they can be the difference between a success and a failure. You may have a great, uh, you know, idea, you may have a great design, but if you're not able to get it through the last mile, uh, it becomes, uh, you know, it, it is a non starter. So, therefore, uh, you know, beyond aesthetics, I would say getting as much technical knowledge as possible. Of course, when you start off, you will have specialized knowledge in one area, but as soon as you get into the industry, you know, learning as much as you can so that you understand the free speed I think you on how to get this, uh, you know, how the industry works, and uh, it will really help you become a complete package. And uh, after that, I think the third pillar would be consumer. Consumer is very, very important because whatever we are creating at the end of the day, uh, the, the satisfied consumer is the only, uh, you know, the, is the only result which is acceptable. So the ability to actually, you know, go deeply into consumer lives to understand, uh, you know, what's, uh, you know, what they are wearing, uh, what what is going on in their lives, how is society uh, or let's say world events affecting everybody, uh, where will it go? Uh, so, so getting that understanding is very important, and then, uh, you know, putting a layer of trends, market trends and uh, lifestyle trends and getting back together is very, very important to ensure that the consumer uh, needs something. So again, consumer at the core is very important. And uh, uh, the other thing which I would like to say is uh, while ideation is a very, very necessary skill for this industry, uh, for the people mm -hmm. in this industry, I uh, would rate communication being a very critical skill. Uh, while there are many ideas which are there, but if you're not able to sort of get that through to the consumer uh, in, in the way that you are actually thinking, it sometimes uh, becomes a non-starter. So communication becomes a very important skill in this uh, industry over any other thing. Because um, the idea is usually the man on head and to ensure that it is seen by the consumer in its own glory, the designer has to work really hard and ensure that it has that business. And last but not the least, uh, if you have a personal sense of style uh, and uh, a bit of flair, creative flair, it will always help you be, uh, you know, be happy and content within the industry. Yeah, that was very, very insightful, sir. And uh, I am sure that these suggestions are going to help our audience to grow. Hope you liked our show. You can give your valuable feedback and suggestion of speakers you would like us to host next by writing us on www.updown.store. Stay tuned to our channel as we are going to come up with brand new episodes every week on Friday. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Spotify. See you soon. Yeah.